mop into a thick braid that fell down her back and wore a simple blue chef's apron from my considerable collection. I bet you'd like the apple fennel muffins, Lucy said to the wispy man standing in front of the register, and then to Mrs. Standish. Your usual drink, dear? Please, Mrs. Eagle, she said. The other people waiting in line appeared relieved at Lucy's efficiency. As my aunt turned, she caught my eye and gave the slightest of winks. Darn it. I'd been so busy trying to catch up that I'd missed the clues from our gluten-intolerant customer. His lack of eye contact, the weighty sigh, all that looking down at the floor, the pained shyness. This guy was lonely, extremely so. Lucy had suggested the muffin to him because she knew it contained more than savory sweet goodness. She was still teaching me about the craft of hedge witchery, but by now we regularly worked together to add a bit of green magic to our baked goods— A bit of herb there, a sprinkle of spice here, a murmured incantation. Everything that came out of our ovens had a special ingredient no other bakery in town could copy. Spells intended to be helpful whenever and wherever they might be needed. My aunt was quite talented at steering people toward exactly the right treat for them on any given day. Our customers might not know why they loved the honeybee as much as they did, but my pastry school training and our family practice of herbal witchery were a happy combination. As we'd tinkered with a gluten-free muffin recipe a few weeks before, Lucy had commented, We need apples in this one. After all, who couldn't use more love, peace, and happiness? Mmm, I'd said. Nice tart Granny Smith's. And how about fennel, too? The flavors enhance each other, and it will add a boost of courage. But now my customer frowned. That muffin sounds good, but you seem to be out of them. Oh, I held up my finger. We haven't had a chance to restock the case. Give me a sec and I'll grab some more. The teenager's sigh must have been audible clear over on Tybee Island. I hurried into the open kitchen at the rear of the bakery. Rounding the big stainless steel refrigerator, I saw a little mungo peeking around the half-open door of the office. Concern shone from his cocoa-brown eyes. Sorry, buddy. I waved the Karen Terrier back toward the club chair where he lazed most days at the honeybee. I know you'd help if you could, but you know the rule. No dogs in the kitchen. He panted and grinned up at me. Or in the reading area, either. At least not while it's so busy. My familiar huffed his disgruntlement and backed into the other room. I shut the door, piled a plate high with muffins, and quick-stepped to the register. Mollified, the man paid and left. Mrs. Standish stepped up next. Today, I'll take two of those scrumptious red velvet whoopie pies, Katie, my dear. Red velvet cake was my dear Harry's favorite. Suddenly, she sighed, and I saw another kind of loneliness in her eyes, the kind that comes from the lingering loss of a loved one. Her husband had died a bit over two years before, but she rarely referred to him. While you're at it, throw in some of those pistachio cream eclairs. Is that toffee on the top? Her deep voice rose and fell over the syllables, as only a native Savannians could. Lucy handed her a tall, steaming drink with a smile, and turned to the next customer in line to get a jump on his order. It is indeed. I grabbed a paper bag and slid open the back of the case. How is it you two are working alone today? Mrs. Standish asked as I selected one of the ruby-toned whoopie pies filled with homemade coconut marshmallow cream. Where on earth is your uncle? 
He and Declan are working security on the movie set over by Reynolds Square. I shook open the bag with the Honeybee logo printed on the side. It was a depiction of Lucy's familiar, an elegant orange tabby cat named, you guessed it, Honeybee. When A. Dendum Productions had come to Savannah, Georgia, to film a romantic comedy set during the Revolutionary War, the chief of police had recommended Uncle Ben to head the small security detail intended to keep fans and paparazzi at bay. Ever the loving wife, Lucy had assured Ben that she and I could handle the bakery on our own for a couple of weeks. Since Ben was Savannah's recently retired fire chief, he was immediately hired. His security crew consisted of off-duty firefighters whom he'd worked with over the years, including his protege and my boyfriend, Declan McCarthy. I filled the bag with the requested pastries and handed it to Mrs. Standish. She moved to the side so I could ring up the next order.